Chagigat of Beis Hamid, Beis Shem number one. We're on Beis Hamid Aleph at the bottom, six lines from the bottom. We've just been explaining the word Hakol, which comes to include somebody else in the obligation to come to the Beis Hamikdash at the time of the festival. And the last answer we gave was that it was actually coming to include somebody who is blind in one eye. And that's not in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who actually holds that a person who is blind in one eye is exempt. Now the Gemara entertains another option. Or you could say that actually it was like we tried to say at the beginning of the Gemara that Hakol is coming to include a person who is half freed and half enslaved. The problem is, is we asked a question on that because according to Ravina, that person is actually exempt from Aliyah Laregel. So how can the word Hakol come, be coming to include him? And that question that we asked on that opinion, that a Ravina says that in fact he is exempt, that's not difficult. Because the one part of the Mishnah is the first way the Mishnah was taught, and the second part of the Mishnah is a later way that it was taught. Which means that Ravina, who says that a person who is a half-slave is exempt from going to the Beis Hamikdash, he gets that from the second line of the Mishnah, which says, except for avodim she'enim meshukharim, except for an evid who hasn't been freed. And this person hasn't been freed, freed pop, properly, so therefore he is exempt. That was the initial teaching of the Mishnah. However, that would be in accordance with Beis Hillel, who we're going to see shortly. But then Beis Hillel retracted their opinion and then actually agreed with Beis Shammai that in fact this half-freed person should be obligated in Aliyah Regal, And therefore we have the Mishnah Achroina, which is the word Hakol at the beginning. So the word Hakol is now coming to say that in fact a half-slave, half-free man is obligated in Aliyah Regal. And that that Ravina said he's exempt, that was only according to Beis Hillel before they retracted their opinion. As we will see, this nun, as it says in the Mishnah, somebody who is half enslaved and half freed, what does he do with his time? So one day he serves his, his master, and the next day he serves himself. He's free, he's enslaved, he's free, he's enslaved. And that's how it goes. That's the opinion, Divri Beis Hillel, of Beis Hillel. Omr lehem Beis Shammai, and now we've turned over, Tikantem es Rabboi ves atzmai loy tikantem. He says, you fixed up how you're going to deal with the, re- with the, with the master, because the master gets half the week. But how, does, how have you solved the problem with himself? Because this half-slave finds himself in an impossible position. He can't marry another a maidservant because he's half-free, and a free man can't marry a shifcha. Right? And he also can't marry a free woman because he's half a slave. So Libatil, should he just sit idly and not get married? The world was only created for being fruitful and multiply, to having, for having children. Shenemar, as it says in the Pasuk, The world wasn't created for nothing. It was formed to be inhabited. So therefore, Beis Shammai say to Beis Hillel, this isn't uh, an acceptable situation for this man to be in. Rather, for the sake of, in a sense, the betterment of society, you force the master to free him of that 50% ownership, and he becomes a free man. And he writes a receipt 
for half of the amount. Okay, so that's Beis Shammai's opinion. Now, according to that, since the master has to free him at a certain point, right now he's considered a free man, at least as far as Ali Laregel goes. So, um, then the Gemara tells us that V'chazru Beis Hillel l'hoyrois k'divrei Beis Shammai that, that in the end, Beis Hillel retracted their opinion and they agreed with Beis Shammai and they ruled the law like Beis Shammai said. So with that, we've answered up the problem. We've said that the word hakol at the beginning of the Mishnah is the halacha lamaisa. Everyone is obligated, except for those listed in the Mishnah, to come up to the Yerushalayim at the time of the festival. The word hakol is coming to include an eved, even, or at least a half eved. And... Even though Ravina said, no, he's exempt, that was only in the opinion of Beis Hillel before Beis Hillel retracted. And now Beis Hillel actually agree with Beis Shammai that even though he's a half-slave, since the, the master has to free him, he'll have the laws of a, of a free man and he'll be obligated to go up to Yushalayim at the Regal. So then we said in the Mishnah, Chutz except for, everyone's obligated, except for a deaf-mute, a an insane person and a child. Katani, it's taught, Cherish dumia de shaitavakatan, that the type of Cherish, this deaf mute that we're talking about, is similar to an insane person or a child. Ma shaitavakatan de lav bene dea, just as the the insane person and the child have no das, have no proper mental understanding. So too, the type of cherish we're talking about is a type of cherish which has no das. Now, what type of cherish is that? That is a person who is both mute and deaf. The Komash Malan Kedesnan, and it's teaching us like it's taught in another Mishnah, cherish shedibru chachamim b'cholmakim. This cherish that Chachomim, that the Chazal talk about, is talking about a Cherish She'ena Shomea Ve'ena Medaber. It's talking about a deaf person who not only can't hear, but he also can't speak, a deaf mute. But Medaber Ve'ena Shomea, or Shomea Ve'ena Medaber, if he can either speak but can't hear, or can hear but cannot speak, he's Chayv. Then he'll be, he'll be obligated in going up to the Beis HaMikdash. Tanina Laha de Tanarabonin, we're learning in our Mishnah that which we've we're learning in another place of Chazal, somebody who can speak but can't hear, he's classified as a Cherish. Now this is a bit problematic because we're saying in our Mishnah that the Cherish refers to somebody who can neither speak nor hear. Um, but over here we're calling him a Cherish. Somebody who can hear and cannot speak, that is somebody who is called an Ilem, he's a mute. Now, this is what we need. But both of these people, they are like um, fully functioning people in every regard, in the halachic sense. So that's what we needed. What we're seeing here is that somebody who can either hear but cannot speak or can speak but cannot hear, halachically, there's no difference between them and other people. The only difference is going to be if the person can neither hear nor speak, then that's the type of cherish that our Mishnah is talking about and he will be exempt from Why do we use the word Cherish for somebody who can speak but cannot hear? And and somebody who can hear but cannot speak, we call them an Ilem. Because it says in Tehillim, I am like a 
deaf person who cannot hear, there we see clearly that the word cheirish is synonymous with not being able to hear, and I am like a mute not opening his mouth. So there we see that the word ilem is synonymous with not being able to speak. Or alternatively, you could learn it that an ilem is somebody who cannot speak from the way people speak, like people say, or rather, it means his speech was taken away from him. So, as a summary, we've said that the word hakol could either be referring to uh, to, to um, obligate somebody who's blind in one eye, according to one opinion, or it could be coming along to obligate, obligate somebody who is still half a slave, and that would be the opinion of both Shammai and, Be- and uh, Be- Be- Shammai and Beis Hillel, just that there was a discrepancy in Beis Hillel's opinion. Initially, they held that a half-slave was actually like a real slave, but afterwards they agreed with Beis Shammai that he would have the status of a freed person because they forced the master to free him. Then we said that the Cheirish that we're talking about in the Mishnah who is exempt from going up to the Beis HaMikdash is referring to a Cheirish who can neither speak nor hear. We discussed that there are different places in Chazal where a Cheirish could only be referring to somebody who is just deaf. An Ilaim is always referring to somebody who is mute. And we brought sources to prove the use of those words for both of those types of people.